0: joneswalker.com. And by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.
1: From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with the editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It's hard to believe that just five years ago, Louisiana led the nation as the number one site to make movies, outpacing even California and New York. Yes, it was due to a generous program of state tax incentives that, yes, cost the state treasury real dollars. But what did we gain in the process? By any measure, a lot of economic ripple activity, not to mention brand recognition. Until the legislature put a stop to it all in 2016 with strict caps to the program that sent the movie producers packing for more generous locales like Georgia, which quickly overtook Louisiana as Hollywood South. In the years since, the Louisiana legislature has tried to undo some of the damage it did in an attempt to lure some of the business back, and it's working, sort of. So with me to discuss this today is Patrick Mulhern, a veteran guest of this show whose fortunes have been closely tied to those of the industry. After wisely getting out of the local news business where he got his start, Patrick joined Louisiana Economic Development's Office of Entertainment Industries Development and was quickly snatched up by the Celtic Media Center to head up its studio operations. This was in the heyday of the state's modern movie production era, and Patrick was at the helm of Celtic during the filming of such tentpole productions as the Twilight Saga's Breaking Dawn, True Blood, Fantastic Four, and Pitch Perfect. Then, when the program dried up, Patrick went back to LED, where he is now trying to help rebuild what Baton Rouge once had. Patrick, it's really an interesting story, and we look forward (laughs) to catching up and getting the details.
1: It's good to be back. (laughs) Great to see you.
2: Thank you. Joining me and Patrick is Katie Pryor, executive director of the Baton Rouge Film Commission, which serves at once as an advocate that works to attract film crews to Baton Rouge and as a support organization that does whatever it can to provide assistance to film crews once they are here. Katie joined the commission in the spring of 2017, shortly after the new regulations that had been passed in 2016 went into effect seeking to undo some of the harm THE LEGISLATION PASSED IN 2015 HAD DONE TO THE INDUSTRY. IN THE TWO YEARS SINCE, THE COMMISSION HAS DONE A BANG-UP JOB COMMUNICATING WHAT BATON ROUGE HAS TO OFFER AND TRYING TO MAKE IT EASIER FOR THOSE IN THE INDUSTRY TO NETWORK TO MAKE THINGS HAPPEN. So, Katie, we look forward to an update from you on, on the success that y'all are having. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thanks for being here. So, so Patrick, I want to dive right in and talk about the status of the industry at the state and local level. But but first, I want you to catch us up on what you're doing back at the state, because Celtic is doing more business as, as an event venue now than as a studio. How, how is it at LED, and, and what is your new role there?
1: Well, sure. Well, I mean, just to back up, of course, you know, I was at Celtic, uh, I guess, until mid-2017, um, and I think I kind of made the decision earlier that spring. I can't remember if maybe I was on your show right after I kind of made. Well, we talked about the flood. That's exactly right. We talked about the other stuff that yeah, counts like right. It be. And, and you know, even the the flood kind of put things in perspective for me. Um, you know, I think that in Louisiana, we've done this amazing bang up job at facilitating production. I mean, we we are some of the best on the planet at helping people make movies, and I can back that up with just like look at the number of pictures that we've had have been nominated for best pictures, Mm -hmm. Um, six over the past six years. I mean, we're averaging one a year that's nominated for best picture. Um, We've had two um, that have won (laughs) with Green Book and uh, 12 Years a Slave.
2: That's very cool.
1: We are amazing at facilitating. But it dawned on me back then that we have to evolve. Um, We have to play the long game, which is that instead of, you know, uh, just facilitating production, we have to get into the business of making our own. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been a a big part of my focus for the past couple of years. Um, And I've been working on that first outside of Celtic in the private sector. And then they asked me to come back and help them with that. uh, (laughs) And so
2: at LED, that is your focus now. We're not so much trying to attract Hollywood here, but trying to Grow the local industry. That's
1: right. I'm actually not even part of the Office of Entertainment Industry Development. I'm. Uh, I work for bigger LED, <clears throat> but okay. my job is to focus right now on the long game, which is sustainability and permanency, um, so that uh, I don't want anybody to have to go through what we went through once before, yeah. you know. Um, and so, Katie, on the other hand, here now she is focused on the short game, and she's doing a great job.
2: And so, that was my next question, Katie. Give us a snapshot of what you're doing at the Film Commission.
3: So we are still trying to attract. Productions to come in because there's a, a positive impact on not only the economic value of what they bring in, but the opportunity to train up crew, which will long term be the opportunity to have filmmakers here in Baton Rouge. So, our focus is to tell people what Baton Rouge, tell productions and studios what Baton Rouge has to offer, and get them here. And then, once they're here, we want to make sure that the community is happy with having them here because part of being sustainable is a happy community. So, if you right. film at a location, there are certain regulations and rules you need to follow also make sure you're following all city guidelines we have you know for example if you're going to be shooting world war ii weapons off great right, f the uss yeah. kid at noon i kind
2: of need to let people know downtown so they don't think we've started a
3: war uh, and things like that so facilitating
2: as soon as they're here okay very good now whether we're talking about attracting from out of state or cultivating local those tax incentives we're a big part of it. And, I mean, that's why we just blew up in, in 10 years and became so successful. I mean, without the generous incentives that we had before, are we able to do what you all are trying to do?
1: We, we are. You know, and I really didn't know when I left, I made the decision to leave Celtic um, in 2017, what the legislature was going to do. Um, but ultimately, they did fix it, you know. And, um, you know, again, it, it will never be quite as big and robust as it once was we are not going to see two hundred million dollar tent-pole projects like Celtic Easter track coming to Louisiana Um, but what we will see are scripted television series and that's really I mean again we can get into this in a little bit of just the demand for that because of Netflix because of Amazon because of Hulu Um, it's skyrocketing Um, but also uh, you know again when you're talking about possibly being in the content creation business you know you, you gotta walk before you can run and so the focus for me and the focus for a lot of people is now going to be independent. It's going to be smaller feature films, um, which don't necessarily always rent stages, um, but they certainly contribute to the economy. But that's how we grow our homegrown talent.
2: So what does that mean specifically? I mean, does that does that mean investing in them or attracting capital for them or is there infrastructure that they need? because? I thought we had a lot of that here.
1: Well, it is all of the above, but I will say, you know, we certainly have the infrastructure. I mean, obviously, we have one of the large design-built studios in the Gulf South right here in our backyard with Celtic. What we've been missing is financial infrastructure, and so that's where I'm focusing right now. Um, And it's funny because, you know, again, I noticed it and everybody kind of sees it. We have these pieces that are here. I mean, and it starts with great stories. We have great stories, and we have great storytellers with screenwriters. And again, one of the great things that they did with when they fixed the law in 2017 um, was they there's an additional percentage if you're a Louisiana screenwriter. Right. You know. So again, we're focusing on intellectual property here, but um, and that additional 10% which is capped itself, but it could mean up to an additional $500,000 in credits. Um, so, again, that's nothing to uh, sneeze at. No, that's and
2: not. How do we get the financial infrastructure that you refer to? What do we need to do?
1: Sure. Well, so looking mm-hmm. at, again, if you had great stories and great storytellers, believe it or not, we actually have people who invest in film already. Now, some of them have been investing in films that don't shoot in Louisiana. <laughs> so we have to kind of bridge that gap. We have to... Connect the talent and the content creators with the financial side of things.
2: Now, Katie, one thing that you all have done at the Film Commission is, is to try to network and and connect dots, just to make people aware of what's here and who's doing what. Is that not is that true? Yeah, no, absolutely. And a, a lot of, I mean,
3: I think there's a knowledge bias. When you live here, you know what you offer, and you know and you see it. Why wouldn't you come here? Everything's so perfect. And what people need to recognize is this is a global market. We're not just losing production to Atlanta, which I hear a lot, but I mean we had a film that was between us and Hungary. So Really? I mean it's Hungary. A, who, who I, I it? know, right? And but you get the call that says, Hey, I need you to look like Tokyo. Okay, well, we'll look into that. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> we'll put, send you some photos. And, and we have. Baton Rouge has doubled as Tokyo before. Wait, so. you're kidding.
2: For what? Well,
1: um, battleship. Yeah, battleship, yeah, Absolutely yeah. turned 3rd Street into Tokyo. <laughs>
3: into
2: Tokyo, so yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And we've been anywhere USA. We've been New York. We've been D.C. We've been, we've been several places. Okay. So for us, it's getting out to the right people um, and letting them know what it is we have to offer, where we are located. Uh, you would be surprised how many people don't realize that Louisiana is a state. <laughs> and that Baton Rouge is a city inside that state. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, a lot of people know New Orleans, and I think being close to New Orleans is helpful because you say in, in L.A. terms, being an hour, hour and 15 from an airport, it's really only five, six miles sure. in L.A. Sure, sure. So like from one side it's, of L.A. to the other. Yeah, right. so here yeah. it's like, oh, an hour? Okay, great, you're only an hour outside of town. So it, it works out, and then we're it's logistically easy to film here. Not only does our office offer some services that a lot of commissions don't, like hotel assistants and, and whatnot, but um, we the people here are just friendly and, and willing to help. We were scouting uh, for a rather large production, some farms, and every farmer I talked to is just super nice about it. Let them come in, take a look. What do you want to do? It's just that Southern hospitality yeah. is still there, and that's charming. That's that is great. Charming.
2: Now, you, you mentioned New Orleans, and, and I mean, I hear that there's a lot more business in New Orleans now, that's still not here, are we competing against new orleans or are we with new orleans
1: it's, it's just economics and logistics and so um yeah if you were to look at it on paper right now there may be 14 different projects shooting or prepping in new orleans whereas baton rouge may have one <laughs> right now two two, we, two. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> that's simply because again when we had this kind of huge uh shutdown um uh, after the legislature did what it did in 2015 we lost our crew base we lost our workforce a lot of them went to go work in atlanta um, um, and some of them I guess gravitated to New Orleans but I mean there's this adage that work follows the crew and crew follows the work and when we lost our crew um, it, it caused a lot of problems and it's not just us it's most of Louisiana um, but New Orleans was able to keep uh, enough of a crew base and it's attracted more back there
2: don't aren't there there Union issues here though in Baton Rouge that New Orleans does not have correct
1: that, that's that's correct and, and that probably never went away um, so For the listeners
2: who aren't familiar what, what's the issue with the Union here
1: well um, just New, Orleans, here, New Orleans is designated a production center Shreveport actually is right? designated a production center Baton Rouge and the rest of Louisiana is not. So that means that rates um, are gonna be higher um, if the if they don't have the local crew. If you have to bring somebody into Baton Rouge, you have to pay for per diems, you have to pay for travel and housing and that kind of thing. Um, but the nice thing is this. In 2017, they decided to give an additional five percent if you would base and shoot outside of New Orleans. So the level the, the playing field has been leveled. Um, it hasn't been this magic bullet as far as bringing everything back because it takes time to build that crew base back up. And so Katie's, I think, on the verge of landing something that's going to keep <laughs> things <so. laughs> Easy.
2: Oh, tell, Easy. Are you?
3: We are. We don't have um, very limited at what I can say about that, but hopefully we'll have some really good news very soon. But I, I agree with your comments that we are, the, the crew is the issue and, and New Orleans was to be able to rein, retain some of its crew. There are a lot of people who are looking to come home, so they're looking for jobs in Baton Rouge. I have a lot of people contact me from places they had to relocate and they're eager to come back. So I think we have a crew in waiting. Building up the crew in Baton Rouge is one of, one of the steps and I think everybody gets, when the, when the new incentives passed, everyone was so excited because they thought, you know, boom, here it is again, let's go back to where we were and the top of the peak and and I agree, I think we're headed there, but it took time to build the industry the first time we did this. It's going to take time the second time. It's not going to come out the gate and be right back where it was. We're going to have to rebuild what was lost.
2: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Katie Pryor of the Baton Rouge Film Commission and Patrick Mulhern of Louisiana Economic Development. What Patrick mentioned is is the industry has changed a lot oh, since then because so of the... The, the Netflix and the Hulu shows. And
3: every other major studio. Disney's doing a streaming. Um, Paramount's starting their own streaming line. Everyone's jumping into that game. Yeah. So I think you're going to have... I think.
2: Does that make it... I mean, is it easier to shoot, say, these television series than it used to be? Just between the technology, between the way that they're... That they're done in post production and then shown online. I well, mean, it's it's all supply like and demand. Like everybody uses their iPhone, sort of thing. It's
1: it's and it really just comes down to supply and demand. And demand for streaming uh, scripted series is at an all time high. Of course, I mean, and it's not going away. So I mean, the the number that has changed everything is fourteen billion. And fourteen billion is what Netflix is spending in twenty nineteen alone on content. Okay, and so by them doing that, not them being such a serious player it puts pressure on everyone else (laughs) so that means and again part of this is just you know behind the scenes stuff with like uh, Disney Marvel's gonna have its own streaming service so that means they're pulling content off of Netflix that means Netflix has to fill that void okay same thing with Warner Brothers and HBO they're gonna have their own and so Again, they have to fill that void. So, so
2: you all used to go out to Hollywood and you'd make a pitch to the big movie houses and you'd go out there for the convention a couple of times a year. What are you doing now, Katie? So, we where still, do you go? We Who do you still, talk still do to? that.
3: Still do that because you know Amazon, Netflix, Hulu—they all have presence in LA. So you're still going there to present your case to them. I think it's maybe a little bit of a different pitch um, because some people do need large amounts of stage space. Some people do need. To know that they can get in and around town to a variety of locations. So it's whoever you go to, it's a little bit of a different conversation. But it's still it's still going out to LA and seeing all the groups. Uh, I think for a while, for the foreseeable future, LA will still be kind of the hub of where all these companies are, The even the Hulus and the Amazons and all, or Amazon
2: Video and all of that. So still heading out. Now you said you can't divulge too many details, but we have heard that there is a one of these streaming series that's looking at Baton Rouge as being the base for its series—is is that what you're referring to? And uh, so or this is something else.
3: Something so, else. This, this is, is something, something else. Something
2: else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, her phone is ringing. There's no question about it. <laughs> I, I know this. Yeah. But,
3: I, d- I, mean, I tell people if we were a retail store, we have a lot of foot traffic. Uh And I feel like we're a very high-end retail store with a lot of foot traffic, and someone's about to buy that, you know, Goyard bag. You know what I mean? Uh, Let's hope. And I'll
1: tease it a little bit. Look, the the producer um, for one of these series has been to Baton Rouge before, um, and he likes Baton Rouge. In fact, I know he's a huge SEC football fan. Okay. (laughs) And so if it's up to him, it's coming here, right? Okay. Um, So I think within a couple of weeks, you're going to know.
2: Katie, do you work this by yourself, or do you team up with LED or with the Louisiana Film Commission? Do you have other employees at the baton rouge film Commission? so the
3: way it's structured is we're under the mayor's office and the mayor's incredibly supportive of the film industry as she is of anything that creates jobs um and we have their support um which has been extremely helpful especially when they want to film in other communities tying everybody together uh, through political leadership and then we team with there are two people in my office myself and and uh, a co-director and then we have uh, VBR visit Baton Rouge because they see the tourism value sure right so there's a lot of value being presented on screen and uh they're they support us in
2: our marketing efforts as well and so who um who funds you the mayor's office or VBR a combination of both yeah a combination of both okay you know, when, I, when we were talking about Celtic, Patrick, and it's just, it's such a great facility. It is. And um, I remember touring it, like, in 2007 when they were building it. I thought, this is really the future of Louisiana. It just seemed like such a great fit. Right. But it is sitting there now. And as y'all have said, you know, the industry is evolving and changing. And we're not who we were 10 years ago. Yeah. Is there a need for it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they would kill for it. Are they going
2: to eventually tear it down and do something else? No, no.
1: So many places would kill for it. I mean, Katie and I just got back from South by Southwest in Austin and we attended a panel and they were talking about just, I mean, again, they need infrastructure. What they have is what we maybe we don't on some levels. They have content creators like Robert Rodriguez and Richard Linkletter. You know, I mean, they have people who are local to Austin who aren't going anywhere, right? Um, now they have to fight with Texas for incentives, and they have to. But but I think they're trying to get a place along the lines of Celtic constructed. from what They I are, and
3: you know. I, yeah, I believe they are. The Austin Film Society is trying to do that, and they also. Um, have been at this game for 30 plus years developing their local industry which is something that we're now very strongly focused on a state level so I think the future is bright for Louisiana.
1: Right and just again what we need to do and and I'll, I'll go back to this, I say the golden rule of the film industry is he who's got the gold makes the rules, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's a lot of industries. So, right. So if you're investing in your own content creation, you can call those shots and you can say, nope, we're we're going to have a, a, a TV series or we're going to have a film that's going to be set here. You know, mm-hmm. and it's going to shoot here, and it's going to employ locals. I mean, you can do all those things if it's you, if you're the ones who are investing in that. Right.
2: I mean, are there a lot of outside investors in the movie industry? In oh, absolutely. T- yeah. I mean, you know, and again,
1: had- it's again, there's a kind of a gold rush going on right now. I mean, demand, like I said, is at an all-time high. Content is king. I mean, that so is how
2: a- do you encourage that investment to come here?
1: Well, you know, again, it is a matter of getting organized here it is a matter of putting together funds i mean I'm, i don't want to tell tales out of school but i really think that you're going to see a fund take off here in louisiana this year
2: and and what kind of fund are we talking
1: about like a film development fund um something that um funds both uh you know again it takes i mean you start from scratch sometimes which is paying a writer to start with a concept you know i mean but sometimes you have a script and sometimes that means paying a talent to get attached to that project okay um, sometimes that means the actual funding of production, you know. But the nice thing is, I mean, again, and I, I keep saying this, it's the God's honest truth, There has never been a better time to invest in film in Louisiana than right now. And it's because of demand, which is, again, at an all-time high. But it's also because of what is being offered. And again, we fixed the, the, the incentive program. I mean, it could be as high as 40% if you stack your Louisiana credits right, okay. And what a lot of people aren't talking about, um, and a lot of people don't know about, is there is a federal incentive for film now. Um, it's called Internal Revenue Code Section 168K. And believe it or not, people in Baton Rouge already know about this who may, might be on the plant business, okay? Because what it is, it's bonus depreciation. So, I, so let's say you have a plant that buys a big piece of equipment, okay? Okay. <clears throat> and when that piece of equipment is turned on and placed in a service, they're able to write that off. As a federal deduction, okay? Um, and in this case, with the film, when that film is placed in into service that you invested in, it's a 100% write off, 100% bonus depreciation, okay? So when you combine that with the state tax credit, and then with the fact that demand is at an all time high, you know, at some point it becomes a no brainer.
2: And you said that the state tax credits can stack and add up to 40%.
1: They can stack. Now, again, it's tw- that's pretty it's, there's that's, a twenty. That's yeah, sure. Well, I, I'll explain it to you. There's a 25 yeah. base. You know, it's, it's 25%. There's an additional five across the board if you will base and shoot outside of New Orleans. Right. right? Um, there's an additional 10, if you use a Louisiana screenwriter. So if you stack there that we just got to 40, but there are other little things too. I mean, there's an additional 15% for Louisiana labor. Um, so all the Louisiana residents on your payroll, which of course, that's not a real, you know, of your entire budget, but it's a portion, Mm -hmm. it's enough, you know, a a several percentage points. So it is about trying to stack to try to get as close to 40 as you can, you know, but of course the whole program is capped. You know, individual projects are capped, um, even individual salaries are now capped. So, again, it, it's, the, the program is a lot more efficient than it used to be.
3: It's sustainable. We've had it sus- over a year and we've proven that it works right. at this juncture. The governor went out to LA a year after the program had been in place. Yeah. And, and the message was hey, look, we I mean, Open. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here. He said it much more eloquently, <laughs> but yeah, it worked. I
2: I remember, you know, several years ago when things were sort of at their heyday, the height of of their success, that we talked about the need still for the local post-production houses, that we had a lot of talent, we had the great locations, we had the studios, and we had the incentives, but we Mm -hmm. didn't have the people that do all the work after you're done shooting to really bring this finished product to market. That's right. Have we made any any inroads in that area?
1: Well, we're we are at least in the conversation now, because again, there's a credit for that now. Um, there's something that we call the Qualified Entertainment Company Credit, or QEC, which is a payroll credit above and beyond the production credit. So you could get an additional 15 to 20 percent on the payroll for a company if you create five new jobs in Louisiana in their entertainment industry, which is substantial because nobody else that I can name is really doing anything like that. But again, our focus is more about these permanent jobs. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that certainly has got us in the conversation. Post is, again, a tough nut to crack because you're dealing with, a lot of times, directors who maybe came in from out of state. And once they're and done shooting, they like shooting, to, they like to things, go closer right? to home. Yeah. They so go back, we yeah, so that's why, it's, again, it works hand-in-hand. Hand. We have to get local directors.
2: And, and what about the local screenwriters? I mean, you've talked about content creators. and I mean, I know there are writers here. Are there enough of them? There are. There are never enough
3: never, <laughs> There are never enough. There are never
1: enough good ones. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, you just always need, you know... Um, talent um, and and you need they you got to have stories and a lot of times that's a big part of the problem is we may have somebody here who writes this great story that's set in New Mexico or set in the other side of the planet or such which could New- still shoot in <laughs> Baton Rouge <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> just saying <laughs> you know but again Afghanistan is a little tougher sometimes you know so I, again I'm just saying that if I were if I were a screenwriter I would be writing things that I know can shoot in Louisiana
3: yeah Especially if you're a screenwriter that has access. I mean, there are a lot of first-time screenwriters, and it's very difficult to break that. And unfortunately, I have no advice on that topic. I get that question a lot. But um, for people who are maybe a little bit further along in their writing careers and can pitch that, so you suddenly have a little something in your arsenal. You're walking in saying, hey, I wrote this. It's excellent. I'm an established writer. And by the way, it's set in Louisiana where you get an extra 10% using my script. So it's a
2: little little bonus, a little bit easier to get attention that way, I think. Do you all have... um like through your network resources that say a screenwriter who might be a great writer and may have a great idea but just doesn't know the nuts and bolts about how you put a tv series script together right like just even the format i mean anybody that you can partner with and say hey you know lsu
1: has a real film degree now that just started that's new that started fall of this past year um and so they certainly have classes where they're teaching that right now um, so I'm not and, sure. do
2: you all work with them? So Yes, we have a
3: great relationship with um, all the with, the with BRCC, filter. Southern, and LSU. We have a member on our board from each and uh, very involved in both using them as a film location and helping the students and whatnot. Uh, the education component is something that we've been working on. I've been there about two years now and that conversation keeps picking up and picking up and finding a way to answer those questions on how do you get started and how do you get going. because. Again, the long-term goal here is to have the talent fostered here, stay here, and create here. So working with the education institutes is one way, and then we're trying to figure out ways to, um, we're not, we don't have this up and running, but we have been trying to figure out a way to create some kind of online database for people to put their writing so that if somebody were to go shopping, they could do it through Louisiana Writers or whatnot. That's a great idea. That's all the very, very beginning stages, um, because right now, like we said in order to get Baton Rouge back into that full swing Mm -hmm. is to have enough production here where you see the economic impact and the community sees the positive uh, effects of the film industry and then from there we can kind of grow everything
2: well Patrick Mulher and Katie Pryor I know from talking to you both many times over the years how committed you are to developing and cultivating a healthy and sustainable movie and TV industry here in Baton Rouge and elsewhere around the state so it sounds like you're making good progress and that we're, we're back on track to seeing some good things happening. Good luck in your future endeavors, and thanks for being here today on Out to Lunch. Thank thanks you. For thanks for having us. us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Patrick Mulhern of Louisiana Economic Development and Katie Pryor of the Baton Rouge Film Commission. You can find out more about LED and the Baton Rouge Film Commission by going to our website. It's batonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Rusciutti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show in past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify, and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for its Baton Rouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style
0: on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.